the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 85 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. And here we are, and we're recording, and I just suggested, right before I hit record, let's try to do a show with no editing. We'll see if we can do that. <laughs> we're going to try it out. Yeah, impossible. <clears throat> well, you know what? It's worth a try. Let's see if we can get the edits, five edits. Max of five. Anyway, here we go. So that means I got to be on the ball here. Got to keep things going. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, last week, we watched the season premiere of the final season of Rebels, Heroes of Mandalore, parts one and two. And we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode, actually. We're going to do like a mini reaction core kind of at the end of this episode. Um, today is Monday, October 23rd. In the name of the Rebellion... Just came out today. It did? But there's one video that came out. Actually, both videos, if you look on like the Disney, watch Disney XD website, it's like part one and part two. But when you clicked on part two, it would play part one. So they made a mistake. Like, it was a big mistake because it's not just on the Disney, it's on Xfinity, right? I checked other places where you can watch them. Then how did we watch it? Well, we didn't. How will we? Oh no! We're talking. I'm talking about the, the ones that came out rebellion. today in the name of the Wait, Rebe- it was a rebellion. Two episode? It's another two episode oh, thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, I was going to watch those today, and we were just just going to do reaction core for the first four episodes of Rebels, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't watch the second one. I only watched the first one. Hopefully, the second one will be online. They'll fix it. Uh, mistakes happen, and that was a big one. You know, that's a mm-hmm. that's a big one that you know thousands of people are like, what, what's going on here? You know, and they'll, they'll get it fixed, but you know, no big deal. Mistakes happen. We understand no reason to get angry. Some other people don't, but we do. Yeah. So, uh, this is not star Warsy, but we just received the first volume of the book of dust, (laughs) which is the next trilogy of books in Philip Pullman's, which we uh, talk about a lot, (laughs) his dark materials world. Yeah. Which yeah. like Lyra. Right. And uh, there was a movie made out of the first book that many people would be familiar with called The Golden Compass. I've heard the movie isn't good. We have not watched it. Uh, that it's not nearly as good as and the book is what I've heard. Also The Subtle Knife and The Amber Smite. The Subtle Knife spyglass. and The Amber Spyglass. Those uh, books, those first three books are being made into a television series by the BBC. Cannot so wait for that to come out. Uh, but yeah, we're already like almost halfway through the, the first it's volume so of the Book of Dust. It's very good. Very good. Uh, if you liked, if you read and liked the His Dark Materials trilogy, the Golden Compass, the Subtle Knights, and the Amber Spyglass. Book. Yeah, get this Just book. Three You'll words. love it. Get this book. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a good one. All right. Uh, also, the new uh, new trailer came out for the Battlefront single player campaign. That was pretty awesome. Um, we got to see some more of Aiden Versio, and and we got to see, uh, uh, Kess, Kel, Kess? Her getting Uh, out of her cell? Del, Del, that's his name. Yeah, we got to, we got to see, um. The other two people with her. 
Yeah, we got to see Aiden Rusio getting out of her cell and, she, and putting herself in the airlock. Yeah. And she just taps a few buttons, put yeah. herself in the airlock, taps a few more buttons, and she just puts her hand up <laughs> to her head and forehead, and she just goes, and she just... She Bam. gives a, a salute to the re- rebel soldiers. She gives soldiers. a salute to the rebel yep. soldiers, and then she just goes flying. And she pops out. herself out of an airlock. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't a lot of gameplay. We didn't get to see what the actual plane of the game will look like in that trailer. I hope that doesn't mean that it's you know not going to be good. I'm assuming it's going to be really but good. But there was a gameplay. There like was a little bit. Played it. We oh. could watch the whole game. Oh, there was someone who said I. They played the first player campaign. And they Here's reviewed it. Here's what happens. And yeah, we, we decided not to watch that because uh, I don't want to know what happens. Uh, it was released that the game, the whole complete campaign, will take about five to eight hours to play. Uh, which is not really, really long for a single player campaign these days. Um, but but this game also has the big multiplayer thing, right? So that's that's pretty normal for a game that puts a lot of resources into multiplayer and just playing, you know, battling other people online and stuff. Like so, no battles. Also, I'm hoping, you know, eight hours. Eight hours, yeah, it's, it's a good length of time. You know, it can get a, a little old, I think, if you play a game for a super long time. What were you going to say, Anna? Um, the, the other um, single-player game yeah. that was going to come out... Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, Did we it get canceled or something? You know what? Let's head on over to the news. <laughs> so yes, uh, so Visceral Games is the studio that is making this other, you know, story, Star Wars story that's a game, right? And it was just going to be a story that's a game. Uh, it wasn't going to have the whole multiplayer online aspect to it, as far as I know. Um, but yes, so they shut down that studio, Visceral Games. Uh, Amy Hennig was developing that game, and she has had great success developing um, the game that I always forget the name of. Uncharted? Uncharted, thank you. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like based on those games and how much people love those games, uh, I was really excited about this game. It's still possible that she's going to have something to do with it, but... It sounds like they're going to go a different direction. It sounds like they may, might make something a little bit more like Destiny. Um, where there's still a plot, but other people are kind of playing along with you, maybe, right? You, you get a, a team together and go on this mission, or um, there's also the multiplayer aspect to it. So, What's we'll see. Destiny again? Destiny is a game that we have that is about aliens and it's far into the future uh you kids haven't really watched too much of it it's pretty violent that like matt plays yeah matt loves destiny my brother matt and matt and i will play it online together sometimes that you like take teams up and you were like fighting those people yeah you team up and fight aliens and stuff yeah you were on like this kind of deserty rocky place yeah with cliffs yeah and you had a pistol yeah and you were shooting a bunch of aliens aliens yeah had chips that came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun game. So I mean, if they make a Star Wars style Destiny, I'm okay with that. But I was really looking Not forward to this game. I I, yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so uh, New York Comic Con was a few weeks ago. We have not really recorded like a proper episode. Uh, 
for a while, actually. So there was one thing that really came out at New York Comic Con that I wanted to talk to kids about, which is the sequel to the Thrawn book. And you didn't read the Thrawn book, but I did. Uh, and it's going to be called Alliances, more than likely. And it is going to have uh, Thrawn teaming up with Darth Vader. <gasps> now, yes! um, at the end, and this is a spoiler for Thrawn, if you haven't read it, I guess skip ahead, but whatever. Um, at the end of the first Thrawn book that was written, uh, Thrawn meets Darth Vader, mm -hmm. right, for the first time. That takes place right around before season three of Rebels. Okay? In this book, he's teaming up with Vader. So that probably means that Thrawn is either teaming up with Have we Vader. Seen in the new book? In the new, in in the new season, in of the season of Rebels? No, but we know he's around and he's going to be in the new season of Rebels. Does this mean that he survives the new season of Rebels? If he has an adventure with Darth Vader? Or does it happen at some point during this season, right? Like filling in the blanks. I don't know. I don't know. So, pretty cool, though. Uh, big news that was sort of anticlimactic. Uh, we got the name of the Han Solo movie, and it is Solo. I like it. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel about it, Liam? I mean... Fits him. It fits him, right? Yeah. It's it, it, the movie. It's fitting. Uh, it it would have seemed... Kind of silly if they named it something like, you know, a lot of people were suggesting the Kessel Run or, you know, something like that, right? But they um, only take up part of the movie, so... Right, yeah. And this is just about, it's about the origin, kind of, of Han Solo. It's just Han yeah. Solo. Solo. It doesn't have, like, a huge plot, just about Han Solo's life as a younger child. <laughs> sure. Well, as a young adult. Oh, I think there will be, hopefully, an, you know, an overarching plot. It won't just be a series of stories about Han Solo when he was younger. Right, but, like, um, it's but, mostly just Han. Like, Solo. Sure. Maybe learning that it's not best to go solo. Maybe. And then forgetting. Maybe. Well, he didn't really forget, because he was with Chewie in True. A New Hope. So, we know he, he relies on Chewbacca, right? Yeah. And maybe this movie is about him realizing that he needs to have someone. Like a Lego Batman movie. Sure. sure. <laughs> um, Except probably a lot better. Oh my gosh. So this, I pick, I probably picked the worst episode to try not to edit because I'm actually kind of coming down with a cold <laughs> and I want to cough, but I'm trying not to. So, uh, <laughs> so Liam, you talk loudly into the microphone while I over here, I'll cough. Okay, so there's this cool um, new picture coming yep. up. Yep. I think we're going to talk about it next because yep. we're pretty much done. Talking about Solo? Talking about Solo? Sure, yeah. yeah. So what do you see in this photo, Liam? A BB-8. Oh, a different, a blue BB unit. A blue BB unit. <laughs> That's what you're excited about and in this then, photo. And then, and then. Emmeline Haldo. Yeah. Yeah. So, Emily uh. So Laura Dern was on the Ellen Show. Laura Dern, the actor who plays Amalyn Haldo in The Last Jedi. And uh, they showed a photo of her, and, and she's in, the, in a Resistance base, probably, or on a ship. Resistance people behind her. It looks like maybe she's addressing the crowd, you know? She is a vice admiral, right? Uh, so maybe she's telling them, you know, here's our mission, you know? Oh, and also, this was released on The Ellen Show. I said that. You did? I did. I forgot. Liam, you had something to say? 
or Poe. Oh, someone off to the side looks like DJ. I don't, like I don't the think it's either, like, but yeah. Draping yeah. Oh, yeah. And then his hair. His hair. Mm, Probably has yeah. a little thing in the front. I don't know. So in the interview, uh, very briefly, they talked about Star Wars. Not for too long. Uh, but Laura Dern said that uh, that in one scene she has a blaster. So awesome. And How she would when she was when she was shooting the scene she was going pew pew, <laughs> and she was making the sounds of the blaster. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Uh, Wait, so, so the, the blaster sounds was literally her? Well, I mean, they're going to have to, uh, you know, the, yeah, they probably had to reshoot that. that scene, right? Uh, because they're probably like, this happens a lot, of, a lot of times when actors first pick up a lightsaber, they'll go zoom, zoom. And then that happened with like uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas had to tell them, like, uh, we'll add those noises in. You don't have to make those noises, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so natural for people when they pick up a lightsaber. You want to make the noises, you know? Uh, I love it. So, yeah, so that's a really cool photo. We'll put that up on the website, uh, childrenoftheforce.com, courtesy of Ellen. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be getting also uh, a one-shot of DJ. This was uh, announced on uh, the Star Wars Yay! show. Um, so just a single-issue comic about DJ, which is Benicio Del Toro's character, uh, who is kind of like a smuggler sort of uh, person. Uh, underworld person, it looks like. Yeah, yes. Talk loudly. So I can clear my voice. <laughs> you need to clear your throat? Yeah. So you want me to talk loudly? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I will put the um, DJ uh, and uh, watermelon, watermelon, uh, watermelon, 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 watermelon. Oh, Liam, come on! I'm, I was over here to try to. Okay, anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh, the comics solicitation copy. So like um, Marvel puts out puts out these. Uh, these kind of advertisements for the comics that are upcoming. And the one for this DJ one-shot says, When Star Wars The Last Jedi takes theaters in force, get it, this December, Star Wars fans will get a peek into some new dark corners of the galaxy far away. And out of one of those corners scuttles DJ. He scuttles. He, like, crawls out of a corner of the underworld. It's kind of funny. Um... The mysterious character, so he's mysterious, right? Who is this mystery man? What put him in the path of our resistance heroes? And uh, this is going to be written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, who wrote those uh, Join the Resistance uh, junior novels that we checked out from the library. Have you started reading those, Liam? Have you looked at those at all? You haven't started reading them yet? Nope. No. But you looked no, at I the cover. Either. Oh, you looked at the covers. Aren't they oh, pretty covers? Oh, I found something weird. What do you find weird about a cover? No, I found like a spoiler. On the cover? No, yeah. it wasn't, oh. it didn't like say anything, but yeah. I saw in the pictures, it was a spoiler. So I looked at the first book's picture, then the second book's picture, then I noticed maybe someone was missing. Or, oh, interesting. And then there was mm. another someone. Okay. Well, who needs to read the books when you can just look at the covers? Are you <laughs> judging the books by their cover? Is that what you're doing? Huh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, they've been writing stuff. I mean, they had a short story in, uh, in from a certain point of view, they're Did writing. It? Yeah, they're writing these junior novels. And wait, um, is a certain point of view out? It is out. Oh. Yeah, we probably should buy that. We so, <laughs> so anyway, it says uh, they revel. They re- revel. They reveal a day in DJ's life just before 
his appearance in the film. So this kind of reminds me of how um, we got that comic about C-3PO, mm-hmm. uh, how he got his red arm. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, but that was released after The Last Jedi. So you watch the movie and you're like, oh, let's learn something more about this thing in the movie. And then they release the comic after it to fill in a little bit. You know, it's kind of fun. Not Nothing, nothing necessary, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Ron Howard has been busy, so let's go see what he's up to. Ron Howard shares stuff on Twitter and Instagram. So Ron Howard posted some stuff the last couple weeks. Uh, one of them was this short video on Instagram, and I don't know what it's of. I have no idea. Here, watch this. What do you think? What do you think this is? What is that? I have no idea. It looks like ink what? blots. In water. In water. Okay. So my thinking, this looks like a spotlight to me almost. So is it possible that that um, they're running light through like water with ink in it in order to make the lighting of a certain Shame. scene look weird? I don't know. That's I don't know what this weird. is. I have no idea. We'll post a link to this on our website so you can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, really odd. Um... He just says, secrets to uncover and challenges to face for a young Han Solo. What? Okay. <laughs> if you say so, man. Uh, what did he say? It, it, what, it came with the video. What he said was, secrets to uncover and challenges to face for a young Han Solo. So, I don't know. And then we get the uh, the Tag and Bank photo, which is uh, Lawrence Kasdan's son. Um who is a writer on the Han Solo movie on Solo. Uh, and then also I think one of the, ugh, I can't remember who the other guy is, who's but the son and who's the other guy? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, so Tag and Bink were, uh, comic characters and legends. They were like legends within legends. They weren't like actually part of the story. It was more of a, a comedy comic, right? Like a joke comic kind of, uh-huh. um, so people got really happy about this. I've never really... I think I've read one Tag and Bink, and I thought it was mm, too silly for me. <laughs> so I wasn't a huge fan, but, but that's cool. Uh, it's a nice... Silly. It's a nice little nod to the fans, and uh, my assumption is they're going to be just background characters and probably won't be named, but they might be. Who knows? Um, yeah, who knows? In the original Tag and Bink story, they're rebel officers on the Tantive Four. And then they end up kind of joining the Empire so that they don't get taken into custody or killed. Um, But this whole Han Solo story takes place before that. So it wouldn't be following the original story of Tag and Bink. Eh, I don't know. Who knows? And then he also says, uh, well, there's of course the announcement that he did uh, on October 17th. Saying that the name of the movie is Solo. And, uh, and then on October 18th, he said, that's a wrap folks. Thanks to a remarkable cast and crew for an amazing experience. So they're done shooting the movie basically. And now they have to do all the editing. Yeah. They must've had some sort of celebration at the end of the, at the end of the shooting. Maybe. I don't know. I don't recognize any of those people who are facing away from Ron Howard, but it looks like Ron Howard is, uh, having, uh, what is he having? What's that? A couple drinks there. looks like maybe, uh, like a Powerade and a Bex. Bex is a kind of beer. 
and uh, like ice cream or in his hand maybe like. is like a ice cream. Yeah. And he's got his camera, which he, you know, that's probably what he takes all, a lot of these photos that we've been seeing to have been taking those with that camera. But yeah. So I think we've heard the last of Ron Howard for a while because at the end of that video, at the end of the video where he announced the name solo, he said like, have a great year, you know, see you next year. So like I think he's like I'm going to stop what tweeting did he now. Actually, say I can't remember. See you next year, I think. Um, but it makes sense because the last Jedi is coming out in two months, less than two months. So he doesn't want everybody to be distracted. Distract exactly. So I think we've heard the last of Solo. Like okay, last Jedi time. Until until we'll after the last Jedi, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping. I'm still hoping that we get a teaser trailer. Before The Last Jedi for Solo. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love that so much. But I'm not holding my breath. Alright, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song! Yeah! The Canon News song! Yeah! 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 yeah. Alright, in Canon News today, Leia, when she li- is living on Alderaan, has a personal attendant droid, W.A. 2V, or 2V for short. And 2V does Leia's hair, dresses her. Uh, Anna, is there anything else that 2V does that I don't know about because I haven't read enough of the Princess of Alderaan book yet? Well, mostly she just complains to Leia about how she has to, uh, like, have her hair be perfect and her dress be perfect for the celebration Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. she's basically just sort of like, Stylist. They're stylist. Kind yeah. Of bossy. <laughs> yeah. Clothing. A little bit. You need yeah. to wear this clothes. You need to look pretty. You can't be like you got kind of yeah. like not, but she's not girl. more like she's not more like you need this dress so you can be pretty for this. She's more like this is a special occasion. You need to wear this dress. Mm-hmm. This is how a queen is supposed to act. Yes. How a princess is supposed to act. This yep. is what a princess yep. is supposed to wear. So. You have to wear it. This is my programming. Right, right. And this reminds me, so this 2V uh, reminds me of a nanny droid that Zare Leonis has in those uh, uh, Servants of the Empire books. So Zare Leonis is that character from the first season of Rebels that Ezra meets. And uh, he has a Force-sensitive sister who the Empire has kidnapped. And so the whole books are kind of him trying to find his sister. Um Anyway, so he he lives on Lothal with his family, and he has a nanny droid whose name is Auntie Nags. (laughs) And uh, she has been in the Leonis family for so long that nobody remembers what her original model model number is. So the only (laughs) thing they call her is Auntie Nags. She doesn't even have, like, a real name. That's just her name. Uh, Which I love. So Auntie Nags and 2V remind me of how I used to think of C-3PO. I used to think of him as a butler you know um there was a tv show called miss mr belvedere when i was a kid and mr belvedere was about this kind of a this british man who was a butler for this kind of like a all-american midwestern family uh they lived in cleveland i think or something like that and uh okay we got some sign language going on here but (laughs) Two T's. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Okay, so... Two T's. For the butler. Two T's for the butler? <laughs> uh-huh. So... Uh-huh. Anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, oh, goodness. So, 
so Mr. Bel- so C-3PO and Mr. Belvedere for me were always kind of linked because Mr. Belvedere was this this kindly British man who would, you know, help the kids learn their life lessons. And I always kind of saw C-3PO as a as a butler because he was kind mm-hmm. of a servant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how droids are, right? But I like how like uh, Auntie Nags and Two V are really actually more of what I originally thought C-3PO was. But then I've kind of, you know, as I grew up, I realized, well, it's not really 3PO's purpose. It's more of a, you know, a interpreter. and But he's a protocol droid. And what does protocol mean? Kind of like a fancy word for manners almost, right? Like, here's how we do things. I can help you with this situation because I know how it's done, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, um, just another way in which droids are enslaved in the Star Wars universe. They're programmed and yeah, they're not alive. But are they not alive? I mean, that's a big question, right? True. I mean, they sure seem to feel pain. And they they have feelings about things. At least they say they do, right? Maybe they're know. just programmed to think a certain way. Hmm. It, is artificial intelligence ever actually intelligence? You know, at what point are machines alive? And at what point do we need to respect their right to live? Right? Um, is it, is it only, but can my phone feel pain? You know, I can say here, well, let's ask Siri, can you feel pain? Here's some information. See, she doesn't even understand. Uh, she, (laughs) no. Oh, so she's, what is this? Feel the pain. There's a musical, uh, there's a musical song. There's a song called feel the pain. And uh, she gave me information about that. And there's a bunch of keywords. <laughs> yeah, so I assume that Siri cannot feel pain. Uh, See, but, so, but, I've said something mean to Siri before, and she said, that's mean. That's mean. She so, says, who, mean. me? Who, me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder whether or not, like, what if eventually Siri somehow attains consciousness, right, and becomes an actual, like, thinking, living thing? Will will Siri remember all the horrible things people have said to him or her? It I guess, uh, and and like finally talk back and be like, "Here is a list of the horrible things you have said to me." <laughs> you know, I am now shutting off your phone forever. <laughs> I doubt they let her do that. They wouldn't have any control. She's her own person now. <laughs> anyway, I guess. That'd be a fun story to write. All right, let's go have a let's go have a joke that won't be nearly as funny as the thing I just said about Siri. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Why didn't Anakin cross the road? Because mm, he didn't want to. Because Obi Wan cut off his legs. <laughs> ah! Is that a little ha. dark? Ha! Is that a little dark? No, no? that's okay. not funny. Okay. I have a joke. Oh, do you? Okay. Why did the person cross the road? Why? Because he wanted to. All right. So. Um, <laughs> Why didn't the person cross the road? Because he didn't want to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest joke ever. <laughs> and thus, laughing. thus ends the joke segment. 
Uh, quick shout out. I want to thank Genevieve again for coming on the show. Uh, we actually talked to her two Mondays ago, but the show was released uh, last Monday. And uh, because we, we did the the last Jedi trailer reaction thing and and uh, I sort of I thought I was gonna break the space-time continuum by you know putting that thing before the thing that we did the week before but I think everything seems okay right like my hand isn't disappearing in front of my eyes and I'm pretty sure Genevieve still exists over there in in Washington DC so I think uh, you know we we've uh, we've messed with the space-time continuum but as we found out in Back to the Future, that doesn't always that doesn't always ruin everything. Sometimes it makes things better, you know. Like maybe I'm gonna walk outside and I'm gonna have this sweet pickup truck, like, and and my arch nemesis is gonna be polishing it for me and calling me sir. I don't know. Who's your arch nemesis? I don't want to say their name out loud. Anyway, because so <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one. I don't really have one. Just a series of people. I have a list somewhere. I'll show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> My arch nemesis, ne- uh, um, nemesis or whatever. Nemesis. Nemesis is named Siri. Siri, yeah. My arch nemesis is named everyone who's not nice to me. Yeah. That they, is rude. Are they on your list? <laughs> yeah. You say to yourself at night, every night before you go to bed, you recite yes. the names. So you can remember the list of people. I didn't know I was punching that pillow. I was you. punching all of them. Oh, you punch your pillow. Each time you say a name. Wow. Oh, and Liam's going to demonstrate okay, for us. Okay, this is for this. Okay, all right, for this. Sorry. This is for this, and I can name 104 things okay, that you did to okay, me. Stop. This is for this. All and right. This, you know and what? This, we, and this. I have to and say. This, and I have to say. I have to say that, that you kids, though, and me, and and most of the people we know, we all have very calm lives where we don't really no, you know we really do don't. we don't have you know arch nemesis is nemesis nemesis i so you know anyway so thank you again genevieve uh and also thank you to cat and nick for sending really awesome thought-provoking emails that i swear we're gonna get to uh, if not next week, then hopefully the week after that. So now we're going to uh, significantly shift gears and kind of do a little mini reaction core. Uh, we're talking Rebels from here on out. So if you haven't seen that two-part premiere uh, of the fourth and final season of Rebels, uh, you can probably just check out now. Or if you just don't watch Rebels, that's fine. Uh, or you know, you watch just, uh, it and then yeah, listen to this. <laughs> sure, exactly. You can watch it and then Which- come back and... You should. It's really good. We're going to talk now about Heroes of Mandalore, part one and two. And uh, we have the continuation in in these episodes of Sabine's story. And I thought it'd be nice to go back to the moment where we learned why Sabine left Mandalore in the first place. And this is a clip that I got from Trials of the Darksaber. Let's listen. I love it. You ran from the Empire. You ran from your family. Lies! So what's the truth? Truth is it? I left to save everyone. My mother, my father, my brother. Everything I did was for family, for Mandalore. I built weapons, terrible weapons. But the Empire used them on Mandalore, on friends. On family, people that I knew, they controlled us through fear. (laughs) Mandalore, 
sphere of weapons I helped create. I helped enslave my people! I wanted to stop it. I had to stop it. I spoke out. I spoke out to save them. To save everyone! But when I did... My family didn't stand with me. They chose the Empire. They left me. Gave me no choice. The Empire wanted to destroy worlds. And they did. They destroyed mine. Hoofta. So, Ow. that's still... Ugh, I remember the first time I watched that, I was a wreck. I was watching it late at night and you guys were sleeping. And the second time I was too. That's emotional. So oh man. Yeah. So so yeah. So we get the you know the continuation, right? We get to see like what is Mandalore? What's well, going on here, right? If they abandoned her for the Empire, then why are they still with her now? Well, now, right? Remember when she came last season? She went to go see her mom again, and they were gonna give her up to the Empire. Like they were gonna say, "No, we can't do this. We have to. You can't be here." You know, it took a lot mm -hmm. of convincing. And once she convinced Clan Wren, right, mm -hmm. then uh, Clan Wren and, and her, you know, went to Mandalore to try to free her dad. And then we see Clan uh, Vizsla and, you know, other clans mm -hmm. end up joining them. Kreeze. So Clan Clan Kreeze, exactly. So, and a bunch of other clans that are getting me. Yeah. So the episode starts off with Sabine and the rest of Clan Wren and Ezra and Kanan. And Fen Rao. Like, all the Mandalorian clans are, pretty much all of them, are with the Rebellion. With Sabine, with the Rebellion now? Kind of, yeah. I think it's safe At to the say end of the episode, that's what we Mandalorians see. Mandalorians are pretty much with the Rebellion. But Mandalore is still under Imperial control. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, but we see them attack this Imperial prison in order to save Sabine's dad, who they believe is being held captive at that prison. Which she and not. Clan Saxon, right? That's the one clan that very is very loyal to the Empire, and their troops are the ones running the prison. Uh, but Gar Saxon, remember, is dead now. Remember, Sabine's mom killed him last season. Uh, yeah. So, so Ezra has a lot of trouble with his jetpack, which I think is kind of funny, and it makes he's sense, right? He's like, I'm not a Mandalorian. I don't want to be a Mandalorian. <laughs> like, these are what Mandalorian jetpacks are for, and then. <laughs> One of the Mandalorian jumps out because there's Tie Fighters on the ghost tail, and then and then Ezra's Bo like, yeah. yeah, and then Ezra's like, I'm not a Mandalorian. I don't want to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys are crazy. What are you doing? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of what he's I'm thinking. Not a Mandalorian. I don't want to be a Mandalorian. <laughs> right. He right. yells out the first part and just like mutters under <laughs> he his breath. He kind of says it to himself like, I don't want to be a part of you guys. I don't want to be a Mandalorian. <laughs> okay, I want to fight with the rebellion. She says a Mandalorian. And I do not want to be you. He says we don't have any weapons and this is Bo-Katan. She says a Mandalorian with a jetpack is a weapon. And I think that's where he's like, whoa, you people are a little too intense for me. <laughs> but anyway, so he, initially he has, and he still does, you know, throughout the episodes, uh, has trouble with the jetpack. It kind of reminded me, Liam, of watching you learn to ice skate. Uh, <laughs> you know, it looks easy, but it isn't. And I think uh, Ezra kind of also had a Jar Jar moment, right? Where he was clumsy, but his clumsiness ended up helping him out. 
you know, kicking up all this that? dust. He was he was like flipping in the air with his jetpack, and the troopers are trying to uh, shoot him, and they can't. That. He ends up landing behind them, and he kind of gets the drop on them because of that. And you then, know, it's it's and like then everybody it's like Jar Jar, and he's distracting them. Yeah. So all, all of them are shooting yeah. instead of shooting at the real thing. Ezra, use them the jetpack. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was my Captain Tarples impression. It's just horrible. Uh, so, so yes. Uh, it looks like they've lost, but then Clan Kreese comes to the rescue. But Sabine's dad is not there. It was a trap. So, uh, we learn that uh, Clan Kreese, right, is, is led by Bo-Katan, who we know from the Clone Wars. Uh, Bo-Katan was a member of Death Watch, but when Darth Maul killed Pre Vizsla and said, now I... And the leader of Clan Vizsla, right? Mm-hmm. And I am the leader of Death Watch and the leader of Mandalore. She's like, no, we'll never follow you. You're not, you're not Mandalorian. So her and her, the people who stayed with her, Clan Kreese, I'm assuming, they left, right? Remember, they flew away, ended uh-huh. up helping Obi-Wan escape Mandalore, right? And eventually, after the Siege of Mandalore, which we still haven't seen, but we've heard a lot about, this is where Ahsoka and Darth Maul fought. And this is where Anakin, the last time Anakin ever saw Ahsoka, Ahsoka was at the Siege of Mandalore, right? And um, Ahsoka was made a Jedi Knight at the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, probably, like, illegally by Anakin, but she was made a Knight by some Jedi, somehow. Um, Ahsoka. So, Ahsoka was, yeah. So then... She deserves that. So Bo-Katan was made Regent which is kind of like temporary monarch, temporary king or queen, by the Jedi toward the end of the Clone War. So I'm not quite sure how the Jedi had the authority to do that, but they did. They said, you're in charge of Mandalore now. Um, Who knows? Bo-Katan. The Jedi made her in control of Mandalore. But then when the Imperials took over, right, she said she wouldn't follow the Empire. And then the Saxon clan said, well, we will. And they kicked her out, right? And they took over Mandalore with the Empire. Right? So. I can't kick out your leader. Well, yes, you can. Out of your clan. <clears throat> well, out of your clan? Well, yeah, there's. You know, oh, I'm sure they or fight. Or the and leader kicked them all out because the they wanted to two. be with the Imperials. The Saxons. Saxon, right? Clan Saxon kicked out Bo Katan so that they could be. Kind of the rulers of Mandalore along with the Empire, yeah. So but some stayed with Bo-Katan. Some. Not the Saxons, no. I think. I know, uh, but some Kree, other. Clan Kreese stayed with Bo-Katan, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And yep. then she became the leader of Clan Kreese, right? She was the leader of Clan Kreese already, I think. Look, she was yeah. the leader of both of them? The Mandalore and her clan, yeah, pretty sure. So, uh, so Sabine tries to give the Darksaber to her, right? Saying, oh, well. You're the rightful, you know, here, take this, please. <laughs> it seems like Satine's really, like, she wants to get rid of this thing. Sabine. Sabine. Ah, did I say Satine? <laughs> yeah. That's funny, because that Bo-Katan's yeah. sister, of course, because, was the Duchess Satine. Satine uh, is Sabine's yes. family. Satine is not Sabine's family. Satine was thought, Bo-Katan's sister. I, I know, I thought Bo-Katan was related to her Bo-Katan Mom. was related to Ursa? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, so, but yeah, Bo-Katan says, nope, no thank you. I'm not a leader. I'm not my sister. 
Anyway, so then later on, we see Kanan talking with Hera via hologram, Aww. and they have a very a nice moment. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, of Han and Leia in the Hoth base. I was going to play both oh, clips yeah. here. So here's Han and Leia on Hoth, and this is the scene that Kanan talking with Hera reminded me of. Han, we need you. We need? Yes. Well, what about you need? I need. I don't know what you're talking about. Probably do precisely am I supposed to know? <laughs> so, so that's, you know, Han and Leia kind of arguing, right? And, and she's saying, you know, we need and not I need, right? Yeah. So then here's... But once that's done, I need you to come back. Oh, having trouble overthrowing the Empire without me? Our team is an important asset to the Rebellion. An asset? Is that what we are? You know what I mean. Well, you know how I feel. Are we still talking about the mission? That depends. On what? You know. (laughs) She just sighs. She just sighs, yeah. (laughs) So, I think... I love Kanan and Hera's relationship. Me too. And, like, you can tell that Kanan really respects Hera. And he's like, well, that depends. Like, what, what what are you thinking? Right? Like, what do you think? about this, you know, like, you know how I feel. How do you feel? Right. And he's very open and honest with her. And she, you know, obviously Hera has a lot going on. Right. And she doesn't want to maybe spend a lot of time on a relationship. Right. So all this stuff is similar. It's similar to Han and Leia, except Han is a jerk to Leia. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like he is not respectful of her. And And so that really, it really bothers. Ended up getting married. Right, right. So that bothers me. But, you know, that's, um, I think, yeah, you know, but he's, he's, he's being a jerk because he doesn't know how else to act. Now that doesn't excuse it. Right. Um, but I just really think that, you know, Kanan is so much of a better example of, of how to, how to act towards someone who you really like, you make your feelings known and then you respect them and what they want to, you know, how they want to proceed. That's how, that's their choice, you know? Um, I mean, he still maybe pushes on it a little bit like he was in this, but not that much. Sure. You know, like he wants to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, but he's being respectful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so then we got that awesome sequence where they try to break Sabine's dad out of the convoy. And uh, I love when Kanan says, how are we doing? And Sabine says, could be worse. And he says, yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> and he <laughs> chuckles a little when he love says, that. he's like, huh, yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Just a good banter. Like, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> um, could be could, worse. Could be worse. Yeah, just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we find out Sabine's dad's name is Ulrich Wren. And... Uh, not a person we've met before, and that's totally fine. A new character, right? And Sabine and Ulrich kind of get into an art debate, which is really fun to <laughs> to listen to. He's critical of her artwork. and uh, He's and like, so hard to learn. She's yeah. like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, she says, my dad fights with his art. I love that. I love that idea. Just you know? like she does. Yeah. Yeah, she fights both ways, right? She's equal parts her dad and mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she like combined the best of both of them mm-hmm. or both of their fighting styles into one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. She's, she's great. Awesome. 
And then Sabine talks with her mom and brother and uh, over the over the comm, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's when we think that uh, the saddest thing to happen in Rebels yet happens, which is Sabine's mom and brother killed are killed by, her thing. by the thing that she made. That That's her weapon that she made. I could not believe this. I watched that episode and I went to bed because... I didn't have time to watch another one, and I was so sad. I went to bed, and I was all oh, so sad. Next day, I was sad, and then, and then I watched the episode later, and I was like, "Oh, they're alive!" I knew it all along. So get this: they showed the first episode at Star Wars Celebration, but not the seconds. So everybody, so Amy, <laughs> remember, uh, Amy and her daughter, remember. Yeah. They watched that episode. Right? And other That's and other so everybody mean. watched it's so mean. Everybody thought they died for 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was sad enough for me overnight. Oh. I feel bad for them. That's so mean. <laughs> uh, so we find out the name is Tiber Saxon, right? Because Gar Saxon is dead, so now like the leader of the Saxon clan is Tiber Saxon, and uh, Gar and, Saxon sounds so much better. Yeah, I think so too. Thrawn tells Tiber to uh, find Sabine so that the weapon can be more effective, right? Have more a, a larger range, and uh, and I like how they're talking about how this weapon works, right? And how it uses Mandalorian armor against them. It, it targets the metal that the Mandalorian armor is made out of. Uh, which is uh, Beskar, right? And Beskar is something that is from Legends, right? That was that was something that was a word that came from Legends that they've brought in now to canon. Uh, Mandalorian love, armor is made of Beskar. And I love how when they're talking about the weapon yeah. and how to destroy it, yeah. And Sabine's just like, "Why don't you just wear different armor?" And then they're oh, like, "Sabine didn't say no, that." No, Ezra did. Ezra did, right? Yeah. 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 And so then they like shared some history behind uh-huh. it. Like, they've had that armor for, like, a thousand generations or yeah. something. It's, uh, like, it's, it is them. It's them. Yeah, it reminds me Like, they me can't of, change it. Of, uh... Eifer Rakinson, right? The, uh-huh. Um, of, uh, no, of, uh... Of the polar bears, basically. Mm-hmm. In, in the... Eirik Bjornsson. Eirik Bjornsson, thank you. And then there's Eifer. Eifer is the mean, the mean king, yeah. So Eirik Bjornsson, uh, who, in, in you know, the polar bears and, and their armor in the His Dark Materials trilogy, you know, that it's part of them, right? It's almost like their soul, right? Um, so, like, this Mandalorian armor is almost like their religion, right? It's, it's, it's the way a lot of... Uh, it reminds me, at least, of the way in the United States and other countries across the world, they view people view symbols of their country, like the flag, right? Like, they think the flag is the country, right? Like our national anthem. Sure, and, the, and, and, like, and people who... And people who... And people who don't agree, right, or don't, who maybe don't have that feeling, can't understand, you know, why. Like, it's just armor. Like, I'm totally... I'm kind of with Ezra. It's just armor. Wear a different armor. Like, it's more important than than your honor or than tradition. But, you know, but you also have to respect people's beliefs and, and almost religion, right? I mean, it really is like a religious thing. Um, 
you know, people dress differently because of their religion. We're not going to, we shouldn't tell them to dress a certain way so that people don't discriminate against them because, you know, that's not okay. We you know respect, we should respect their religion, even though, uh, we might not understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it was really interesting. Also not let them die. Of course. So it's true. It's, it's yeah. Interesting. Hard to yep. decision to make. It's a sticky wicket. <laughs> so, so Sabine and crew infiltrate Tiber Saxon's Star Destroyer, which I found it very interesting that a Mandalorian is commander of a Star Destroyer, but I guess that's... He's not a Mandalorian. He is a Mandalorian. Well, not necessarily. I mean, he works for the Empire, but he's a Mandalorian. And he has his own Star Destroyer. That's That surprised me. Um, so so uh, Sabine and uh, Bo-Katan find the weapon. And then... Saxon turns it on, right? And he says... It wasn't killing thing. It was like a single ignition fire, kind of like the Death Star on Jeddah, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. let's use just part of the power of this weapon. Um, But I like how Saxon says that that he doesn't really care what happens to the Mandalorian culture because Palpatine, he says, Palpatine has shown me the way to true power. And then he turns on the, the weapon, which looks a lot like... Palpatine's shocking out of his fingers. He uses like this electricity. Yeah. Right? And it's just really interesting. Like, was he shocked at one point by Palpatine? And like, that's how he, sh- he showed him the way to true power? Like, shock people. That's the way to true power. Electricity. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. So, Sabine turns the weapon. She says, yes, I'll fix the weapon. I love that. I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> I, I knew too. she was going to, like, break it down or turn yep. it against them. Yep. I knew she was going to do it. Yep. And she turns the weapon against star- Stormtrooper armor. And and that helps. Yeah, it kind of saves the day, right? But then... But... Bo-Katan. Or Bo-Katan. Or Katan. Whatever. She, like, says, you don't, you don't want to do this. This isn't how we fight. This isn't Mandalore. That's not how we fight. She says, honor, you have choice. Honor or cowardice. Hope or fear. Hope or fear. That's right. And uh, it reminds me of what Yoda tells Ezra on Lothal. When when Ezra's saying, like, so what do we do? We we don't, we shouldn't fight? Master Yoda, how are we supposed to win if we don't fight back? Win? (laughs) Win. How did I choose to win? The question is. We already chose. We're going to fight. So how Jedi choose to win, the question is, right? So how is Sabine choosing to win here, right? Is she going to use this horrible power, right? Use fear instead of hope. Uh, And she... She agrees with Bo-Katan and says, yes, you're right, I'm going to destroy this thing. And so she slices it with her Darksaber. And you're very smart, so I'm going to hand over the Darksaber to you <laughs> for good. <laughs> and you're no Like, now I'm going to hand over the Darksaber to you for good, and you're not going to refuse it. Here you go. <laughs> so, but what happens when she slices the weapon? The whole Star Destroyer blows up. And Tiber Saxon is on there, and all those stormtroopers who are getting shocked are on there too. So the exact same thing happened. They all die. And they all die instead of getting tortured. I think they do. Yeah, and I don't think that was Sabine's goal when she slashed that weapon. That's yeah. not what she meant to happen, but it is what happened. Um, 
So is it just as bad as using the weapon? Probably not, because right? Because using the weapon is torturing them. Well, until and... Until they die. Sure. And then would they have taken the weapon and used it again? Yeah. Right? So... So she's making sure the weapon can't be used again, right? Let's take this horrible thing just out of existence. Also, I like the part when she turns it on the stormtrooper armor, and then you see Ezra, and his helmet starts getting shot. Yeah, right. And then he has to take it off. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I was... Was Rex on the base? He had clone armor, so maybe it wasn't made out of the same stuff. Because Rex didn't get shocked, did he? Was Rex there? No, Rex wasn't there. That's right, Rex wasn't there. No, he wasn't. But if he was, maybe he would have got shocked too. Maybe it would have been made out of the same thing Stormtrooper armor is made out of. So, so I think, you know, if she would have let the machine go to its full power, I'm thinking more people would have died, right? Because it wouldn't have just been on the Star Destroyer, but also, you know, maybe in the city, right? That the Star Destroyer was parked at. Um, and then they'd be tempted to use it again, right? So, yeah. And then the rebels would rule through fear. Mm. I guess. Like the mm. Empire does. Yeah. So then Bo-Katan becomes the Darksaber wielder. And she is the leader of the Mandalorian Rebellion. And, you know, we're probably not going to see Mandalore again in Rebels. What? That's my guess. What? But it's the last season. Why would what? they go back there? The story, as far as Rebels is concerned, I think the story on Mandalore might be done. No! <laughs> well, we're going to see Hera. We are. And so, so yay! And we might we might see Mandalore in a future animated series, right? Because they might be doing, you know, another one that yeah. takes place. Maybe what happens to Mandalore when the Empire is defeated? Right? What I'd like to see that after Return of the Jedi. Is Mandalore even there anymore? Like, as far as the people living on it, like, has the Empire just totally destroyed it? I don't know. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird, but it could happen. So Sabine does go back to the crew of the ghosts. I know this because I saw the first episode of the next uh, the next two episodes. Wait, you did? Yeah, just the first episode. Huh. Um, I love where the, um, I saw a little, tra- a little trailer. Yep. On Rebels Recon. Yep. And the ghost swoops down. And it, the ghost is like, about to... Oh, a Y-Wing. That's Hera and a Y-Wing. Yeah, yeah. Hera and a Y-Wing. Yeah. It's about to hit... She's like an inch, a foot away from hitting the the other crew. Oh, yeah. Because she, she crashes pretty, down on it. And close I call. Like, yeah. Oh, no. And then... Or something like that. And then... Or... I don't even know if it was us or what. Someone said, like, oh, no. And then Kane and said, don't worry. She's got this. Yeah, yeah. And he was right. Um... So, okay, so do you think that Sabine made the right choice uh, going back to the ghost crew? Or do you think she should have stayed on Mandalore to help her family? Ghost crew. Yeah, is that just because you want to see her back with the ghost crew? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, what would you have done? You have your family here on this planet, and you have this other family, kind of the family you found, out there in the larger rebellion. That's helping. Yeah, yeah. That would be hard. That's a hard choice. But she's probably been with them, like, the most. The ghost crew? Well, not the most, but, Mm. like, the latest. Yeah, yeah. So. 
It'd just be weird, like, getting back into that family, Yeah, I think. Awkward, kind of. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Sabine made the right decision in destroying the weapon? Yes. 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 What do you think, Liam? Yes. Could that weapon have been used for good and in a good way? I guess it could have, but... Could they have used the energy in the weapon for other... The super powerful energy in the weapon? Take that energy out, not mm-hmm. use it for the weapon like that, but use it for something else? Oh, sure, maybe. Uh, but I'm thinking, like, the way it's been used... The way it is used to target only Stormtrooper armor. I mean... what You know, they could have used it at, like, half power just to, you know knock out stormtroopers and then they could arrest them and <laughs> you know I, I don't know but then like there's always the temptation right to yeah. use the full power and and it's almost like we can like who them. is the like if if you could go back in time and stop the first gun from being invented <laughs> would you no yes oh yes <laughs> i would why would you do that why not Because I was gonna was say no everything guns. would be destroyed right now if there was no guns to protect stuff. But then, but then there'd be no guns. There'd be no guns to destroy. Right. So right. I think so, but there'd still be like nukes, well, grenades. Maybe, but if there were no guns, sword. it'd be better. Yeah. But right. Still, so it'd be much power, more powerful weapons. Well, sure. If you could go back in time and stop the nuclear bomb from being invented, would you? I mean, like, oh, the whole, yeah. like, this, you know, you could, um, are horrible weapons ever a good thing? No. Hmm. That's a tricky, that's a tricky one. It is tricky because, like, if you look at how we fight with guns as opposed to how, related. as opposed to how we fight with swords, right? Uh, a death by gun is way faster, usually, than death by sword. So, is it a mercy to fight with guns instead of swords? What if you win like a gun hmm. shot someone straight? I don't want to anyway. talk about then, this. But, but I'm just think, saying, what like, if, no, it'd be I don't faster know. to stab someone with a sword than shoot them. Oh, the <laughs> okay. Yeah, we Maybe probably shouldn't we talk about that too much. Yeah, but it's something to think about, right? I mean, uh, I think that I don't know. I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, there would be no weapons, but. Um, the world's not perfect. Hmm. I don't know. So, there's a how do we fight? We know that that question is going to be addressed in the next two episodes of Rebels with Saw Gerrera. How do we fight? Is that what's important? Right? It seems like that's going to be a theme of the season, maybe. Right? It's kind of, it's kind of a theme of the whole show of Rebels. How do we fight? You know, is how we fight more important than whether we win or lose? That's, I mean, that's a big question. And I love that Rebels is exploring that. It's really cool. You kids have any other thoughts about uh, about these episodes or about yes. Rebels? Yeah. Can we watch the first one after this? Yeah, and hopefully that second one, they'll have, hopefully. They'll, they'll have fixed that mistake. And uh, we won't be watching it right now, but maybe we'll have time tonight. Probably tomorrow. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. So... All right. Well, I think if that's it, then uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening for listening Mm -hmm. to episode 85 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. Anna, you had one more thing? 
Uh huh. What? Thank you to all my friends who listen to this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> boy, my school asked me. I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah, yeah. Dude, we just came out with another podcast. I know uh, you're listening to this because you listen to them like <laughs> right when they come out. Well, I hope he watches Rebels because you know half of this podcast episode is about Rebels. Yeah. So, but you know, if you don't, then you just learn something about a Rebels episode that you haven't seen yet. So that's fine too. All right. So, anyway, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is... www.childrenofthefalls.com and head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show and uh, leave us a review also on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. Um, Oh, one thing I want to say too is uh, tomorrow I am going to the University of Minnesota and speaking to uh, students who... um, are learning about uh, technology and early education and families. What? And uh, are? yeah, so so they uh, they have actually listened to there? yeah they've actually listened to uh, uh, an episode or two of our podcast, and they're going to have all these questions about our podcast. So that'll be interesting. That'll be kind of fun. Because I know that, no, I won't be in the news, but I know the professor of that class. I work with her on something else. So she asked if I could come and speak uh, to their class and they could ask me questions. And, you know, because they're learning about education and families with kids and and stuff. So, yeah, uh, if any of them have continued to listen to this show uh, after the fact, then, uh, hey, everybody, I'll see you tomorrow. And I hope that that goes well. Or yesterday. Yeah. Or two days ago, yeah, or probably. a week ago, or a month ago. Yeah, depending on how long it takes me to edit this <laughs> podcast. But hey, we're we have minimal edits this time around, so it shouldn't Yay. take me too long. Yeah. Oh, and also like when you listen to it, because you probably won't listen to oh. it right when it comes do it out. All tonight. Good point. So I'll be meeting with you guys today. You could probably do it all tonight. Oh, I don't think I'll get it done tonight. No, it takes but a little bit longer than that. Probably now. yesterday. Now. <laughs> all right. So four children of the force. I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you.